You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, A. Scully and Sitor. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello, Sitor. Welcome to After The Show, the movie review podcast brought to you by me and you. The movie review podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Comes from us both. But mostly you. Mostly me. And sometimes yeah. me. Mostly you. Your name is actually on it. <laughs> yeah, but you're called Sid Talk and you talk the most. Do I? Have you timed it? I have, yes. You know what the challenge the show every week. You know what the challenge is for today then, right? You have to say nothing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You said it. <laughs> if you want to be snotty and say I talk more, then we're going to have but a isn't that why you competition. Call talk? No, because I talk a lot. Because yes. what I say is brilliant mm. and unchallengeable. <laughs> and I don't have to say a lot. I just want to fill you all in, all the goods. I think but before the after the show discussion, before you dig your hole any deeper, uh, it was just about Halloween movies. The, I mean, not Halloween in general, like actual Halloween of the franchise. And what little we know about it. Yeah. All right. Saturday, October the 22nd. This is after the show number 759. We're a movie review podcast. Every week we look at a movie. This week we're looking at the movie Halloween Ends. It's a 2022 movie. You can watch it now. It's streaming on Peacock, whatever that is. And it's also. In theaters. Peacock is NBC's streaming service, I believe. Okay. It's also in theaters, whatever those are. <laughs> That's where you can watch it. It's rated R. It's from our friends at Universal. Sid Talk, can you give us the synopsis of Halloween Ends? If anyone is listening to this and doesn't know or understand the story of Halloween and how the two words Halloween Ends, as the title doesn't really matter, all it is is somebody's evil, potentially. Lots of people get murdered. Lori, the poor babysitter, has lived with this for 40 years. And Michael Myers is back with a little buddy. All right. (laughs) And here's the real one. (laughs) The saga of Michael Myers and Lori Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of the trilogy. Mm, Not accurate with the spine-chilling, but hey. My spine was thoroughly chill. Was it? Well. Maybe. Mine wasn't. Halloween ends. Sid talk. I'll tell you what I thought. Excellent. I didn't like it at all. You didn't like it at all? Did not like it. <gasps> Interesting. From start to finish, I didn't really like it. <laughs> Wasn't, you're so chirpy about it. Um, I just hated it with all of my guts. And well, blood. let's talk about like this trilogy, right? So okay. It started with Halloween 2018. Then there was Halloween Kills last year. And now this is the final one. 2018 Halloween, I really liked it. I thought it was very effective. We hadn't seen Michael for some time. He came back. It was a sequel to the original. Forget all the other ones happened. Mm -hmm. It was really good. It was violent. And I'd not seen Michael for some time, so it was welcome. I mean, I don't know why the violent part is good, but... Well, that's what horror these kind of horror movies are about. Fair enough. 
Halloween Kills came along and I didn't love that one either. I thought it was really heavy handed with its messaging and remember it? It's a bit. Kind of. They were kind of like, go, you know, the angry mob thing. Yeah. The, there was a, a lot of like woke, like making fun of that kind of thing in that one. So it felt very of its time. And then this one, I just didn't find this one effective at all. I, in fact, I was kind of bored with some of it. Because they've all got a message now. Yes. And whether you agree or not, you're saying they're making fun of woke, the concept of wokeness, or they're using wokeness and you thought it was ridiculous? It just seemed like out of place in that movie. Okay. Just dialogue. I'm sure you're going to get lots of love for that. But what happens when you take this story, which is, if you don't know, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you about the first Halloween movie. She's babysitting. There's a guy who escapes from a mental institution down the road. He's making his way back to his childhood home where, when he was a child, he murdered his sister. The babysitter is there. He ends up killing all her friends. She survives. And now we're 40 years later where this woman has been haunted by this dude who won't die. Right? Yep. Throwing him off a thing. We've burned him. We've shot him. Has he been to space or was that Jason and Freddy? I don't remember. Jason. He's been burned. He's been beheaded, but it wasn't really him. He's been shot. He's been stabbed. He's been frozen, potentially. I don't even know for sure. And still, he keeps coming back. So the concept is he is actually made of pure evil. Like He was born that way. He's not hurt by anything. He is not coping with anything. He's not choosing. He is just evil. Okay, so Michael represents that. This relentless, never-ending unabatable. You cannot change it. You cannot take it down. In this one, we're trying really hard with a grinding machine at a junkyard. So the new message is over time, society changes and we get titillated by different things and stimulated. And now we're like, oh, okay. And so now over time and the different movies and the different writers, and we're taking a hold of it with different hands and different points of view is that the evil, she even describes it in this movie. She's, it's like they had a meeting at some point in writing all these movies and somebody said this, right? Her character says there's two kinds of evil. That evil, like the original Michael evil, it lives outside of our tribe or however you look at it and it endangers us all and we have to be prepared to fight it. She doesn't define it, she just says that. And then there is the evil that people choose, that they get so filled with hatred and they get so beaten down by life and by people and by the terribleness of life that they then turn that into violence and they push that back out into the world, right? That's what she's mm -hmm. saying. So that's the new messaging. Michael represents what is almost like a pure evil. I mean, it's terrible that he's murdered all these people, but we got to shrug our shoulders and go, well, Michael can't help it, <laughs> right? He's, so he's born, fine. he's born. He's created in this world as that penetrating evil force. Ooh. And now the person now in this particular movie, which a lot of people won't expect because you said the trailer does not okay. reflect yeah, this. Yeah, I'll explain. The trailer to yeah. Halloween ends. In, in fact, you look at the poster as well with um, them back to back. Yep. It makes it out as it's going to be this epic battle between Laurie and Michael and only that, nothing else. So Sid Talk, something happens in the movie right at the beginning. Uh, a new character is introduced mm -hmm. and we stick with this new character for an extended period of time during the movie. 
Well, because he represents, so it's a young man who has a terrible thing happen. When he's babysitting a young boy, the boy dies because of circumstance. We see that he didn't murder the child. We know that's not who he is. But the town turns against him, right? Yes. He's now a pariah. So opening of this movie, I was even shocked. I was like, damn. Just the fact that they killed a child. They did right off the bat. And was like, holy crap, we're we're in it now. But then it was kind of middle of the road after that. But I agree. So now this guy, he was already getting picked on, right? He was kind of the nerdy kid, you could tell. Yep. And even the parents of the child are kind of snotty to him. So he's kind of, you know, then the kid is kind of snotty to him. Then when the kid dies and the town turns against him, everyone picks on him because he's the freak. He's the weirdo. He murdered the kid. All of this rejection. And then we meet his mother and she's horrible and terrible. And the father is like a lump of nothing. This is turning this person to the direction of choosing to be the evil. Yes. He's internalizing all of this abuse and mistreatment and the circumstance of his life. And he's channeling it to be like, oh. I can be terrible. And then he chooses to be terrible. So that's the message is that even the daughter, the granddaughter starting to choose to be terrible, right? Even though it's unclear. Didn't you find it unclear how involved she was with his murders? When you say unclear, I think a lot of this movie goes from one thing to another and you're like, what exactly am I True. supposed to think here now? And I think that's a lot like I had problems with it where I was like, okay, I like this. It's not this. edited very well. No, you know, the new guy they introduced at the beginning, Corey, the horrible thing happens and then we go forward a little bit and then it's just him at work. And then we see him and he's kind of charming and I'm kind of like him. And then in an another scene, like next, I don't like him at all. For some reason, he's been like stupid. Yes, he, he does not hold on to any persona. Just when you thought you could root for him and he was, oh, maybe he's going to get the girl and he's going to be okay and all that. And then... Next thing, he's kind of awkward and weird, and then he's not, yeah, it was badly written or something. Like. Yes, he's not committed to, like, this trajectory, or as they like to say in the movies or stories, he doesn't have an arc that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Where we start him as the fumbling, oh, God, I want to root for this guy, this terrible thing happened. And then he slowly starts to get a weird look in his eye or has that weird reaction to a thing, and then later he does a small thing that kind of, cranks it forward right this is like quick. yeah yeah and then his way of figuring out how to use michael was like what yeah there are also scenes in the middle of the movie you probably forgot by now but <laughs> there are <Me>? scenes yeah <laughs> i mean it's, it's so this movie is just like a it's a bit of a mess for me but hmm. there are scenes in the middle of the movie where he's riding on a, on a motorbike with laurie's granddaughter on the back and it's got this like smoochy music playing. And it feels like you're watching something from the 80s, but then it's it's really odd. Like it's just got some odd things about it. True. The part with the DJ at the radio station, it felt like it came from some other movie and they like. I think they patched together bits, little homages from every single Halloween movie and other movies. They go to this like DJ station that's all coolly neon lit with this big radio tower. Then they have a discussion about the tower and they sat on top of the roof and then it doesn't really come to anything. 
I, I was thinking... Yeah, and then how did it catch on fire? How did it catch on fire also, yes. I didn't know. I was looking at the screen and going, I don't... What happened? Did let's, let's, mob? let's clear it up. Of course, the DJ acts like a dickhead. He's mouthing off on the radio constantly, hyping up all the shit about the murders and Mike Myers and Halloween and all that stuff. And then he comes out and he acts like a dickhead. And then, of course, Michael isn't Michael. It's Corey who goes into the station, right? Imposter Michael. Imposter Michael murders the lady out front and the DJ guy. And that's it. He leaves him laying on the the deck, you know, like on the record player with his tongue cut off. It's kind of gross, but it also looks really stupid. So I was torn on that one. <laughs> and then later, and then he just leaves. That's it. We don't see anything. We don't see him dumping gasoline or no, lighting a match. Nothing. All we know is that earlier in the movie, she said to him, let's burn it all down. But then later, the radio station's on fire. It made no sense. I think we were supposed to, like, yeah. <laughs> now you say that, and I'd forgot that they said, let's burn it all down. We're supposed to assume they did. But yeah, the editing and the way it's done, you're, you're kind of looking at the screen going, I don't even know what's happening there. It's just... Yeah. And there was more than one occasion that that happened where I was like, what am I supposed to think here? There's a scene in the middle of the movie, which I'm assuming is the moment where it all is a big twist and you're supposed to be excited. Mm. Corey goes down this little... A drain. Yeah, he goes into drain. a storm drain type thing. Yeah. And in there is Michael behind a wall. And Michael looks into Corey's eye. Let's just can... clear this up. It's just like Michael's just there. Yeah, he's just like He's been around. there. Chill him. It's been four years since the last one. He's just, we're supposed to just assume he's literally just standing there in the sewer. And that old tramp outside brings him food, probably. Well, the tramp says he pulls people in and then like... Does that's some true. weird thing. So that's all Michael's been doing. He just hangs in the sewer. So that's a, a leap you have to make so also. Corey goes in there, looks in Michael's eye, and there's some kind of weird, like you see his reflection in Michael's eye, in, in Corey's eye. And then Corey leaves the thing and the camera goes like crooked. And I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at here. I don't understand <laughs> what just happened. But my brain tells me that Michael just transferred his evil into Corey. And I was like, but... That doesn't really follow the rules of Halloween, I don't think. So then Corey walks out of there, and then I'm still not sure whether he did it or not. I know, it's very weird. I mean, it was <laughs> we were supposed to understand something from that scene, I think. But then I'm like, okay, Corey seems a bit different, but now in the next scene he seems fine. My interpretation was Michael looked deep into Corey's eyes, and Michael was like, holy shit, this guy is bad. <laughs> like he looked straight into him and sees, saw the path of his badness. Like, cause we get flashes of this yeah. kid of his life and the kid falling and then people treating him badly. It's like a real boom, 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 like a little montage, right? Michael sees all this somehow. Or I say he lives under the bridge and he just knows all the town gossip. Like he listens to all the homeless people talk about everything. So he just knows, but yeah. he looks into Corey's eyes and Mike Myers is freaked out. He's like, holy shit, like, I know I'm bad. I, I can't, I'm not changing. You're going to have to grind me up at the junkyard before I'm done, right? But this guy, he scares the crap out of me. That's what I thought was. But then Corey doesn't scare the crap out of me at all as a viewer. No, not really. Like, he just seems like a bumbling. Yeah. See, and they play that old, like, oh, here's the uh, typical, stereotypical bullies. And he encounters them. And then you're like, oh, when he encounters them again, he's probably going to go off his, off his nut. And then he doesn't. And then he does. 
like Kinda. the third time. Yeah. So it's a lot of like I don't know. It just felt really disjointed. It felt awkward that the finale part when we get down to it. Yes, there is a Halloween ends to this. Spoilers. I don't even think saying what happens matters. Like I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've already said. Laurie does have a showdown with Michael. I mean, I said he gets ground up. I mean, before that with the fridge, which is also dumb. Yeah. Is that fridge, was that an uh, homage to something? I don't know. All she's trying to do is trap him laying down. On, okay, she so she's fighting with him. He's severe. She gets one knife stuck in one hand, then she gets a knife stuck in the other and kind of flays him out on the counter. Not in the Jesus pose, which was quite good. It was like a little different than that. It's a more comedy pose. But then she takes the refrigerator, knocks the entire refrigerator over just to hold his left knee in place against the counter. <laughs> so that was a little... That's what that was. Yeah, See, that's again, it. Again, I was looking at the screen going, I don't... That's it. She was just trying to hold him down. Like, and her is- plan seems way too complicated. You know, the complicated plan, like, stick the thing in there, stick the thing in there, dump the thing. No, just stick the knife in the middle of his face. I think she knows that doesn't work. Right. And it doesn't, does it? She had to, you know. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. What- <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> We're overthinking it. Are we overthinking it? We're overthinking it. Yeah. And then it ends. And it, at least, my one thing about it, at least... It doesn't, I was expecting an after credits sequence or something where we, I don't know, see, I've got it in my head exactly what happened at the end. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it goes after the credit. This doesn't happen. This is, I made this up. Okay. I know because I just saw it. So I'm going to know. The credits roll and you're looking at that storm drain. The camera goes in slowly and Michael's mask is laying in there. And then you see... Bits of meat and blood all kind of like start walking towards each other, kind of crawling. And then he starts regenerating. <laughs> you mean like the steak from Poltergeist? Yes. <laughs> and then it says Halloween ends. Or does it? That would have been better, actually. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I gave him points for not doing anything at the end. Just going, okay, this is the end. Bye. Because that's pretty much what happened. I mean, throughout it also, she's writing the story. So I then I, that part. at one point I'm like, is she writing this story and we're going to be revealed? I absolutely 100% thought that that was how it was going to end. Yes, that it's going to be like, oh, we're in the story in a story. Because. And she's going to write a certain kind of ending and then we're going to back out and then she's going to go home and be like, oh, I made this nice movie about my story. Yes. And then he's going to murder her. Because towards the end of the, it keeps going like where she's writing on a laptop and she's voicing it out in her head. And towards the end, she does say something about like, Evil this is how this story ends. Yep, and evil takes a different shape. And when she said, this is how this story ends, I'm like, oh shit, this is what we've just watched is what she wrote. And you know what she's going to do now? She's going to erase the, um, she's going to press delete on the desktop and then the real thing's going to happen behind her. But that's what I thought was going to happen, that she was going to delete the story because she thinks it's crap. Because it is. (laughs) (laughs) And then she, you know, we were going to see something else happen, but no. It's not that clever, and that isn't clever either. So did you like it more than me? Because I have a really sour taste in my mouth. I don't have a sour taste. Um, I didn't love it just because it's, what is the word? Like, it's not boring. I don't find it boring. So you said some of it was boring. I actually enjoyed that the beginning was like we're leading up and we're introducing the people. It's just that it it didn't work because introducing the granddaughter and the grandma, which is Lori, 
as like they're living now, they're happy. The granddaughter's a nurse and, you know, blah, blah, blah. She didn't get a promotion because of a dickhead doctor and a booby nurse. I mean, we're going back to the 70s here with the big boob nurses. But so then I'm like, okay, so this young woman is just trying to get on with her life. Her parents were murdered by Michael. Grandma was obsessed with Michael. And then almost instantly, she's turned into this like, let's burn it all down. Let's kill them all. But then she's not. Yeah, that's another. Right. So we took all that time in the beginning of the movie to kind of introduce this young woman who's overcoming. She's built up her life. Right. Looking for a relationship. She's not, though, is she? Because she's trying to get her to go to the party and she doesn't want to I mean, go. She, she gets into one. She, yeah, but that was just incidental. Clearly grandma, she's been in a bad one with this cop guy. Oh, yeah. Like, the dickhead cop guy. Yeah. But so we took all that time and introducing our new nemesis and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to play it out like as get to know these people and they're going to stay on these trajectories. And they did not. She went like weird. Like she's all in with him, like a Bonnie and Clyde or like from um, one of your favorites, you know. Natural born killers? Yes, like a natural born killer situation where these two now become a pair. Like she tells him, I hate this doctor. And then he goes and murders the doctor, right? Which was also a side story. Him yeah. going to murder the doctor and the nurse seemed. There's literally. Like that didn't. Not that any of um, it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not thinking this is like a documentary, but. There's literally personality transplants on some of those characters from one scene to another. Like who? Her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and him as well. Corey. Like, it's almost like they'd had a lot of scenes of Corey. And then when they were editing it, edited them in. But like some of the scenes were supposed to be much later in the movie when he'd actually changed his direction. But he hadn't really changed his direction. Yeah, he was yet. kind of muddled up. Yeah, muddled up. <laughs> the editor was like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to put here? Oh, just stick that. It looks, <laughs> looks pretty good. Corey. Oh, he's acting a bit weird. Oh, they'll, they'll get it. Whatever. We've got him walking down the street looking like Quasimodo. Let's stick it here instead of later. When, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, there were times when you're like, what? And then the dad says he met up with him and he saw pure evil in his eyes or whatever. I mean, I know you don't know this because you haven't maybe watched the movie, but the dad of the child who dies in the beginning is basically on the guy's side because he says he was an accident. Oh, I yeah. went to apologize to him. I went to see him one day and I saw him on the street and he. Lo I looked in his eyes and he just looked like wrong, like he was a different person. Like, okay. There's no indication that our new villain has been inspired by some sort of mystical thing. And there's also no indication that he has it in him to actually turn into a clever... And I'm not saying that to be nice. I'm saying that Mike Myers has a way of just appearing in places and getting into houses and surviving in a very clever way, apparently. This guy's not clever. He's clumsy and awkward. He doesn't become like the honed, weird, ghostly figure or the shape that Michael Myers is. And you never get that from him at all. So that was a bit of a... Mm. There's also a scene that I was laughing at, quite chuckling to myself. Really? And I probably wasn't supposed to, but it also didn't make much sense. Oh, it was just silly. So there's a Halloween kind of ball at the bar where you go in fancy dress. Mm -hmm. And Corey and Allison are dancing. And God knows what that dancing is that they're doing. I know. It was just funny. Like, I was like. Is it like supposed to be that in this moment, these two people who are troubled, they have a lot of troubles in this moment dancing. It's as, as if all of that goes away. And they're just dancing, right? So then immediately after, we are reminded 
that the mother is there to give him shit about her dead kid. And then the granddaughter is like, you know, he rejects her and all that stuff. So I think it's that, that there was a pure moment there. Yeah. Where um, they just got to forget who they were. But it just, to me, looked kind of hilarious because the moves they were doing and him on the floor, like wiggling around like he was dying. I was like, what is this? No, I think he was just like, it was like purely like, whoa, I, I can actually live, you know? Right. I can actually be and not remember who I am or that everybody hates me. There's also two instances in the movie where survivors call out the people. Like there's a lady who in the second movie got killed by Michael, but actually survived. She survived. And we Laurie's didn't know. coming out of the supermarket and this lady's there and this woman's giving a shit about it saying like, it's your fault. And then in the bar later on, Corey is at the bar and the woman who he babysitted for starts giving him shit. Yeah. So that was like a heavy message, heavy handed message, let me say, about like, he shouldn't be having fun because there's victims over it. Exactly. Uh, but that happens just twice and then it's kind of dropped, right? Also, another moment where I knew I was losing the plot <laughs> in my head. Not losing the plot, but <laughs> the shit goes down at the end of the movie in her house and she, you know, kills Michael. And then the cops come and decide... Instead of like just doing the normal thing, we're going to like really get rid of Michael this time. <laughs> so they take him to the scrapyard, like you said, and stick him in a mincer. Yeah. As they're driving there in a procession of police cars, it's like the whole town turns out all of a sudden. Yeah, it was very I mean, good. They were very good at... Uh... I think it must have been the <laughs> Facebook group, Michael Myers Lover Facebook group. Yeah, but who was the first one to post it? Yeah. Was it Lori? Did she go like, okay... We've tied him to the top of the car. Let she, me just go on the neighborhood posted, group here real quick. She posted a gif of his face and she wrote, evil ended tonight. <laughs> We're going to the junkyard. Follow <laughs> us to the junkyard. Yeah, that was very weird. Um, beverages and uh, toffee apples will be served. You know, Torches. It, bring your torches. Yeah. <laughs> when things like that happened, it just kept, it made me giggle a little bit where I was like, this is supposed to be deadly serious, this part. But it's kind of stupid. And there was a lot of that. So you don't like Halloween movies? I like the original Halloween a lot. I like it. I actually like this 2018 version as well because it was played like straight and pretty serious. I think this was played straight and serious. It just didn't come across that way to me because it just seemed goofy. I don't know. There were times when she's like flipping off people and saying fucking this and fucking that. And she was all like raspy and hardcore. And it seemed a bit caricature. So again, personality transplants in this movie, <laughs> Laurie will just be like there. And then all of a sudden she's like yelling and how, how like hardcore she is and how she'll go, get through. And then she's fine. She's just normal. Like. Yeah. It's like we forgot that in the first of these three of the latest, she you was know, just a badass. She was a badass. She had trained for 20 or for 40 years or whatever. She had tooled up her entire house with traps and had trained herself and her daughter to be like every kind of fighting and weapons using and all that kind of stuff. And now she's baking a pie. She's knitting. She's typing on a computer. And it's like, she's the vibe is, well, I've let that all go. But I mean, it's still in her, right? Every so often she comes out with that, like, I I'm going to yell at somebody or something. Yeah. So again, it didn't really flow. Because she was a pure badass in that 2018 one. And you were like, oh, here she is. She's back. But then that all went away. Yeah. So let's get on to the cast while we're talking about it. Jamie Lee Curtis, 
This will be our last time playing Laurie, I'm assuming. But never assume anything. Never assume. Watch next year, there'll be another one. Halloween starts again. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of Jamie? I, she was fine. I, I mean, she's Laurie and she can do whatever she wants because nobody cares how she is. I'm going to get, I'm going to say that. I'm no disrespect, Miss Curtis, but, uh, Ms. Curtis, but it, you're intense sometimes. I'm talking straight to her now. Like she's listening. You're intense sometimes. You're all in, which I absolutely love and respect. Like with the grittiness and the grossness and the like, just being like, fuck it. I'm just, you know, this is what I'm doing right this minute. But I would like to have your intelligence and your filmmaking and your writing and producing skills and directing kind of weasel their way in a little bit more because I think she has better judgment than how it all turned out. So her performance is fine. It's Lori. I mean, it is, though. It's just it, isn't it? It's just another version of this. It's nothing special. Or she's not trying. Over yeah, and she hasn't like picked up. On, she hasn't carried with her the original teenage Lori, the badass Lori. The Lori whose daughter has been murdered and who's, you know, yeah, she's just now a different kind of Lori. So. Yeah. And then we've got Andy Matichak as Allison. What did you think of Allison? The uh, granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, she's good. I mean, again, I don't know if it was the material she was given to make it like. It seemed extra hokey sometimes. She's one type of person. She's going to turn into a serial killer herself. Oh, no, she she's going to not. I mean, it was kind of confusing. So I don't think that was her fault. Then we've got Rohan Campbell as Corey. One thing I'll say about Corey is the way he played Corey, it reminded me a bit of some of the really off-kilter characters in Twin Peaks. The ones that you like look at when you're watching Twin Peaks and you know Twin Peaks is weird. And there's like a, the high school jock guy or something in the original series. And he's just acting a bit weird all the time. This is what I got from this Corey guy. Hmm. But it wasn't in the right thing. Like in this movie, it didn't really work. But he might be good in something really Because he doesn't play, he doesn't seem super sympathetic. And then he doesn't seem super badass or scary. And that's the direction his character is supposed to be going. So it was unfortunate. And then uh, we got Will Patton. It returns as Frank, a love interest for Laurie. He's just talking. I yeah. mean, no offense, Mr. Patton, but yeah. I do like Will Patton. His presence, I mean, those things bring it all together. Like this, his, I mean, then again, they did invent his character. Yeah. <laughs> like He's he not given much in this movie. No. I mean, there's a couple of nice scenes between him and Laurie. But they're basically the two oldest people who have survived the so, Michael Myers. So they get each other completely. Yeah. All right, so this is directed by David Gordon Green. He directed Halloween, Halloween Kills. And do you remember that movie Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal, where he's recovering from having his legs blown off in the war? Kind of. Yeah, he did that one, which was actually really, really good. I like that one. So what do you think of David Gordon Green's directing? I'm going to have to say I don't love it. And it's because of the editing and the bad pace and the bad not connecting the dots, not getting the kind of footage from or the performance from the people that makes sense. I mean, that's the director's yeah. job. It okay. Now, maybe being a director of a Halloween movie means you're just show up. I don't know. I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm just saying I mean, it's he a did, Halloween movie, He did right? co-write it as well, so he probably got more of a... Oh, that's unfortunate because interest. it doesn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's unfortunate. It won't be just showing up if you're the co-writer. True. Like you're pretty much in charge of it. True. Well, I didn't love the whole of it as a 
movie thing. I didn't dislike it. The way it looked, cinematography-wise, I thought it was fine. It wasn't full of shaky cam. You could see everything. It was gory where it needed to be. The gory parts were, like, really stupid sometimes, though. Yes. Like the tongue and the... Yes, that was so dumb. I was like, what? It looked like one of those Halloween cakes you've been watching. Yes. You've been watching a show on Food Network where they make Halloween cakes, and the special effect looked worse than the cakes (laughs) that they make. And they're not great. (laughs) IMDb reviews, what are those? Well, they're going to be one-star reviews that you think are hilarious about this movie, but you're going to agree with them this time because, you know, you do think it's a one-star, I guess. I don't think so. I'll give it a score later, but I don't think one. Okay. Let me uh, find somebody who hates it. (laughs) That's not me. This guy says, I would rather watch The Toxic Avenger for 24 hours straight than watch this one one more time. If I hadn't been a lifelong fan of the series, I wouldn't have even known it was a Halloween film until the last 30 minutes. It plays like a soap opera for 80% of the runtime. I'm just so disappointed. As campy as Kills was, I was hoping for a finale to truly encompass this trilogy as a Michael Myers triumph. Boy, was I wrong. Don't waste your money. That's fair. Exactly. It's super fair. This guy says, what happened? He says, I thought the first of this trilogy was okay. It made some silly decisions, but it was what it is. And I thought the second one was terrible. And it was just a social commentary. Now this one makes those two look like Godfather 1 and 2. What happened? The first hour is this weird soap opera love story. And then all of a sudden, Michael Myers appears living in a pipe for four years. (laughs) And then his spirit possesses some guy and they become tag team champions in the serial murder division of wrestling. Hey, see, that's a good one. And then it's the end. Okay. He says, none of the decisions anybody made made any sense. None of the story made any sense. And the whole thing was so delicately attached to the other films that came before it that it may as well have been a standalone film. Take Michael Myers out of this and you've got a boring soap opera love story that turns into a thriller. I mean, I don't think that's accurate because I don't think it turns very thrilling, but I get what they're going for. Yes. And I agree with that guy wholeheartedly. In fact... As I was reading it, it was almost like I'd wrote it. <laughs> Scores, let's give a Halloween Ends a score. And I'm going to give Halloween Ends a th- 4 out of 10. Okay. Because, you know, it's a horror movie. And I like horror movies, but that's as far as it goes for this one. I'm going to agree with you. I think 4 seems reasonable. But I still feel that you might have liked it slightly more. I did, so I'll give it a 4.1. All right. You love you love my point system. <laughs> and I'll give it a 3.9. No, I'll give it a 4. So thank you to Universal next week. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate our... <laughs> well, uh, good, good press, bad press, doesn't matter. It's all the same, right? Is it? I think so. It's the type of person who would watch a movie that everybody says is terrible because that's the kind of movie they like. The ones that are terrible. Or the um, ones that people think are terrible. True. So then that might be their nugget of gold, you know? So next week, continuing on the horror theme for our Halloween finale, I guess, because it will be Halloween by that time, we're looking at A24's Pearl, which is the sequel to X that we watched earlier this year. Sequel, prequel. Prequel to X, yes. You remember X. I do. Cool slasher movie, A24's twist to it. We'll watch Pearl next week. Movie recommendations? I'll just give you my typical Halloween recommendations. 
Evil Dead 1 and The Exorcist. There are no <laughs> other movies that are better. <laughs> I can't think of anything that's better than those two. It's a great double bill. You will be freaked out by the end of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, let me tell you, this is why I'm freaked out as well. David Gordon Green, now he's finished with Halloween. His next movie, Trilogy, is The Exorcist. I'm a bit freaked out now Ugh. because he made this. Well, you thing. don't have to watch it, so well, there's that. I also, you shouldn't because, because if you're precious about a thing and you don't want a new version but of it. But what if it's awesome? What if it isn't? Just accidentally awesome. <laughs> We're going to get a trilogy of The Exorcist at some point by him. So they're my recommendations. What are yours? Mine are going from the 90s. I think I'm still in 1996. And we're going to start with, and these aren't because of quality or anything. These are just the list of movies I've ever all seen. I've seen all these movies. uh, And these are from the 90s. A Time to Kill. Remember that one? Matilda. Super fun. There's a good Halloween fun movie for you. She's magical. Roll Doll. Escape from L.A. Escape from New York was, of course... Super endearing to me. I don't even know why, but I loved it. I'm not sure if I loved Escape from L.A. the same. The Fan. Creepy. Obsessive. Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes. You know? Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Also came out. The animated Aladdin came out that year. Is that the full title of the... Aladdin and the King of Thieves. I thought it was just called Aladdin, but hey. Mm -hmm. A Scully stuff. I've been playing one game. I won't talk much about it because I haven't really dived into it fully yet, but it's called Gotham Knights and it's the new Batman slash Arkham game. This time, well, like the other games, it's an open world game. doesn't star Batman, let me say. And it does star Batgirl instead. Also Robin, Nightwing and Red Hood. And if you don't know who they are, they're all the Bat family as they call them because they're all related to Batman in some way. So, They're not related. To not him. related, but related as in the story in the comic books. Not family related. No. Even though they call the Bat family. It's confusing. It is confusing. It's like Halloween ends a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an open world Batman type game. If you've played those Arkham games, those original ones, it's a modern version of those. Now, I'm very three hours into it, so I don't want to talk too much about it. Next week I will. But I've been playing Gotham Knights, PS5. Sitar, what's for dinner? We haven't fully decided yet. So if the Taco Bell drive-thru is no longer being constructed, had a big freaking hole in it for like the last year and a half, and they were fixing it. It's the closest Taco Bell. If it's not fixed, I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. Pizza. Could be mod pizza. Subway. I like that. Subway requires that I go in. Not my favorite choice. Um, Impossible Whopper. A reasonable choice. We'll see. Maybe just mod pizza. Who knows? They'll oh. deliver. They deliver. It's fine. <laughs> Sit talk. What is your advice? Let's have it. If you want to get better at something, get better at it. Thank you. How's that? Do you want an explanation? Yes. Okay. First, I'm sure that in the modern world, I have to give the explanation that I do understand that not every single thing that ever, that exists in the whole of the world and all of human existence that all of us can achieve or do. I get that. Physical limitations, geographic limitations, social economic limitations. I get that. Okay, you don't need to bitch and be snotty. Be like, well, I just can't. I can't be a Olympic runner because I don't have a foot. Whatever. There are Olympics for people with no feet too. So look that up. So if you want to be a good runner and you have one foot, you have no more excuses. <laughs> Thank you. What happens if I have no feet? 
there are people in, uh, if you want to be an, a runner and win an Olympic medal, I'm sure if you found the, what are they called? There are Olympics, Paralympics. So yes. yeah, again, I understand we all have limitations. So take this advice, cut it into like a third and realize that in your life, if you want to make your homemade chili better, but every time you make it, you're like, mm, I'm too lazy to, or um, we're not going to admit that our way. I just don't want to sit here and brown the onions and brown the meat and get the other beans. I'll just do it the same way as always. And then you're eating it and you're like, oh, I really wish I could make this better. Well, just fucking make it better. Do the thing that you know makes it better and stop bitching about it or stop bitching about it. Those are your choices, right? Yes. I've never been very good at painting anything. I can paint things like pictures, some limited because I've never ever taken the time. I've had too many excuses in my head. Like I don't understand color theory and I don't know how to mix colors. And I don't know what that color is that I'm looking at. I don't know how to blend that. And I don't know how to make a nose look like a nose. There's no way. There's no way I can't do it. But I want to. So if I want to get better at painting, I have to do it and get better at it. Or for the rest of my life, shut the fuck up about it. Like it's a very simple formula. Rude. Uh, whatever. Like I want to get better at gardening. So every year I learn, I focus and learn another thing and I watch very closely and I'm learning more and more because I want to be better at it. I won't just let it like the thing that fails. I won't just be like, give it up or the next year do it the same and go, well, I don't know what keeps happening. No, I'll figure it out. Right. I'll get better at it because I want to. There are a lot of things I don't care about getting better at, like fashion, hair management or wrinkle management or weight management. These aren't things that I worry too much about. So you don't hear me talk a lot about like, oh gosh, I'm so sad. I'm still fat. Because if I want to get better at being healthy, then I'll just get healthy. I know how, but I don't because I don't care enough. So if you want to get better at something, cut out all the bullshit excuses. Even if it's one, it could be anything. It could be literally your handwriting. Say every day you write notes and you're like, oh my God, I write, I write like shit. Fine. Look up the best ways to learn how to improve your handwriting and do it or let it go. Now you've probably witnessed a lot of people who are like really crappy at video games and they get really mad and they get really frustrated, but they don't do what you've done in your life, which is you just do it in a way that's like, you don't get, you don't seem to get mad when no. you're losing. I mean, you'll be like a little bit frustrated, but then you're like, okay, 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 okay. And you do the same thing 50 times in a row, but then sometimes you change it up and you just keep going and you persist until you've mastered that thing, that movement, that whatever, because you want to. You don't just get mad because you're stuck in a like mediocrity and then you're mad about it. Like that's one thing I like watching you with video games. You just you take it in the stride that, OK, I failed the first time. OK, now how do I make it better instead of getting mad about it? True. Some people do get really mad, don't they? Yeah. Some of that fits with the whole... If, but it doesn't. If you, it, <laughs> you're making it confusing, just like the movie, you know, like it's... <laughs> exactly my point. It goes from one place to the other. <laughs> all you right, get th the idea, though. Thank you, Sid Talk. Sure. You've made us all better from I know. speech. I know. Ascully.com is the place you can get this podcast. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is the place you can follow us, Ascully and Sid Talk. You can also go to anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can also email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. 
She doesn't have an email address, basically. And finally, stay classy, Michael Myers. It's definitely not the end of you. It can't be. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves. Because if you're not doing it, someone's doing it for you. 